Come on, somebody. Has the Lord been good to you? Come, come on, somebody. You ought to shout if the Lord's been good to you. Woo! Now, hold on. How many by, a, how many by show of hands can say that the Lord has been good to you? Now, let's say you might not have a reason. Everybody, right now, I want us to take a deep breath on three. Ready? One, two, three. The Bible says that let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. The fact that you took that deep breath shows that God has been good to you. Now let's try one more time. Has God been good to anybody in this house? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We can make our way back to our seats. Amen. Amen. I have the privilege and the honor, the honor, it is an honor, to bring our guest speaker here tonight. How many love Brother Kendrick? Woo! Amen. Amen. Brother Kendrick, he looks like a model. Look at him. <laughs> I love him. I remember, I'll tell you a story. I remember one time, I don't know if I ever told you this, Kendrick, but I remember one time I just started going to church and I would go for a little bit and then I wouldn't go for a really long time and I'd go for a little bit and I, I wouldn't go for a really long time. And I remember I haven't gone, I wasn't, I wasn't going for about two, three weeks, maybe a month. And I remember I was like, man, I just felt like everybody was going to look at me and be like, John, where have you been? Where have you been? And I remember I walked in the door and Brother Kendrick was standing right there. And without, without saying, where have you been? He just showed the love of God to me. I'll never forget that, Kendrick. I know it might be something small, but I'm telling you stuff like, it made a difference. It made a difference. So I appreciate you. I love you. Brother Kendrick is an anointed preacher. He's called by God. And every time he's come to this pulpit, God moves. So I know God's going to move tonight. Amen? Amen, amen. Let's stand all across this house. Let's stand all across this house. Brother Kendrick, we want you to come. We want you to deliver the word of the Lord. And everybody, I want you to say, preach the word. Come preach the word. We love you. Come on, let's clap our hands. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to say thank you, Pastors Falaza, for allowing me to preach tonight. I give honor to Bishop, First Lady. Give honor to my beautiful wife. Um, everyone's asked me how long am I going to be tonight, and the answer is I have no idea. It's until uh, God moves. So. Um, I'm going to turn your attention to 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 11. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains. And it break in pieces in the rock in the rocks before the Lord, and the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle, and he went out and stood in the entering in of the cave, and behold, there came a voice unto him and said, 
what doest thou here, Elijah? And just for a few moments tonight, I'd like to preach from this passage. And the title of my text tonight is A Still Small Voice. And for a couple moments or a couple minutes, seconds, if you would just extend your hands and you would pray with me tonight. God, Lord, we're asking you, Jesus, to meet us in this house. We're asking you to open our hearts and open our ears and open our minds, God, that we may hear your word and what you have to say. God, let your anointing rest on me tonight, Jesus. God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor and all the praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Now, most people, when they are born, they are fortunate to have their five basic senses. Five basic senses are your touch, the sight, smell, taste, and hearing. Hearing, in my opinion, is probably the most, one of the most essential to our senses. We hear every single day. Every day we wake up, we hear our alarms, we hear our parents, we hear our teachers, we hear cars driving by. I feel like hearing is one of the most essential things that you can have if you were born with it. Hearing is, is so essential, it's essential to our survival. Like when you're supposed to wash the dishes or clean up your room and you hear your mom coming up the driveway and you're rushing to do everything at once. You'll survive if you, you know, hear her coming up. Uh, who here thinks that they're good at listening? Who here thinks they're good at hearing? If you're a Kia, put your hands down because y'all don't listen. But, um... We're going <laughs> to we're going to test something out tonight. For the next 15 seconds, like I know uh, Pastor John said earlier tonight, it's rude for the man someone who uh, to be up here and talking, but for the next 15 seconds tonight, I just want y'all to scream. Just go crazy. Wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Good, you guys listen. Now, the point of this is you're supposed to hear me. So if you can hear me while you guys are going crazy and screaming, I may have some money for you. So, three, two, one. Let's try it again. If you can hear me, come up the stage five different times. Come up the stage. There you go. One more time. Scream. If you can hear me, jump up the stage. All right, all right, all right. 
Good job. Thank you for helping me out tonight. <laughs> now, your ears are the pathway to your mind. And your ears are the pathway to our, your heart. Uh, we preach that you should be careful as to what you listen to. What you listen to can and will affect you. That's why we don't listen to Hollywood. That's why we don't listen to Lil Uzi Vert and all these rappers because they have nothing for you. Listening is a powerful, powerful tool. My wife, she loves to talk and <laughs> the best thing that I could do, because I don't talk a lot, I just listen. I like to listen. And if we're conversing, um, if I tell you that my wife cooks the best food that you'll ever have, which is very true, it, it'll correlate with your senses. You're going to want to taste the food that I'm talking about. And if you were conversing and you're listening to me, and I tell you, man, this is the best cologne, you're going to want to smell it. Hearing is a pathway into your mind. Now, God, God speaks in many different ways. And it may not always be audible. It's not always going to be a booming, loud voice. When God speaks, God can speak to you in a dream. God can speak to you in a vision. God can speak to you in a song or a book. As a matter of fact, God is always speaking to us, but it is up to us to listen. It is up to us to not be distracted. In life, if we're not careful, young people, we will get so easily distracted, distracted by our stress, distracted by our day-to-day -day lives, distracted by our, what's going on in our families, and we will not hear the voice of God in our lives. We can get so distracted by our goals and our aspirations that we will tune out the voice of God. The land of the free is no longer, the land of the free and home of the brave is no longer that. America has now become a place of strongholds, a, a place of no longer accepting emancipation, a, a place that's no longer accepting freedom. But now America runs to drugs. They run to alcohol. They love to be enslaved. Yes, our past leaders, they fought and stood for freedom, but now in America, no one is standing. Everyone is in spiritual chains. History is repeating itself. Americans, now they need, now they want to run away from God instead of run to God. They are embracing their chains. They are embracing slave mentality, accepting their fate and enjoying the sounds of their chains and their shackles dragging day by day. Our nation was built on in God we trust. Now they preach that there is no God. Our founding fathers built this nation on biblical, biblical principles, but now in 2022, they are trying to drown out the voice of God in our schools. They are conditioning us that there is no God, that you do not need to believe in God, 
that you need to have your faith in science. They are trying to drown out the voice of God. They say it has to make sense. Yet when, yet when an apostolic prays, and they pray in the name of Jesus, blind eyes be open, deaf ears be open, when two or three are gathered in the name of Jesus, that he would show up in the midst of it. They can't explain when, when the atmosphere begins to shift, and they look to their science and their observations, and their research. And they say, this is impossible. They don't, believe, they don't know what a miracle is. They cannot describe what a miracle is. They say, this is impossible. And you're right. With man, everything is impossible. With God, all things. I said, all things are possible. We went from a nation that had principles and morals, that stood for what was right. Now what is right is considered wrong. What is wrong is considered right. What was good is now considered evil and evil for good. We went from a God-blessed America to a godless America. This world has the agenda to block out the voice of God in our lives. But I come to preach to young people that God is still here. God is still speaking to you. God is still speaking to this nation. School is no longer a safe haven. School is a place of indoctrination. Teachers and guidance counselors and principals are allowing books and movies and television shows Bringing up discussions that it is okay for a young boy to act like a young woman. It is okay for a young woman to act like a young boy. They teach you that it is okay to be gay and that it is okay that if you want to be a transgender, that is okay. But I come against the voice of the enemy. I denounce every spirit, every demonic force. Young people, God created you with a purpose. He said that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. God didn't mess up when he created you. This is the, the world in which we live in today, trying to undo everything that God has established. Evil men, evil women influenced by demonic forces trying to pass laws that the legal age of consent should be as young as 13. Governors and leaders trying to pass the law that a 24-year-old can, can have relations with a 15-year-old. If you don't believe it, look it up. They have the agenda to block out the voice of God. All this junk, all the lights, all the cameras, all the entertainment is all but a distraction. Now in my text, we read that Elijah, Elijah was a prophet. He was the man of God. He was God's man. And God had used Elijah 
mightily in just the previous text or the previous chapter. There was a famine in the land and God had shut up the windows of heaven that it would not rain. Now, there was King Ahab and King Ahab and Elijah, Elijah meets King Ahab and he's like, how dare you show your face in this place? It is because of you that the land is troubled. Elijah answers and says, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, and that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast, not, and thou hast followed Balaam. This was the condition of Israel. They were not listening to the voice of God. They had completely drowned out the voice of God. Long story short, Elijah tells Ahab, since you want to worship Baal, and I serve the one true living God, let's put them to the test. Let's see who the true living God is. Let's get a sacrifice together. Let's put it on an altar and let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And so Ahab has his prophets, about 450 prophets. They come up to the altar and they start calling upon the name of Baal. They start cutting themselves. They start dancing. They start praying to Baal. And it gets so funny because there's no response because there is only one God. There is only one true living God that when you call upon his name, he will come and answer. So he's mocking them and saying, maybe your God is out on vacation. Right. And so what Elijah does is he gets up and he, he prays to God. God, you know. Do your thing. Now, when this happens, Ahab runs and tells Jezebel. Now, you may refer to Jezebel as that, you know, evil lunch lady that you don't like at school or that wicked teacher that you just don't get along with. She, she was that Jezebel. Everyone knows a Jezebel. Everyone had to act like they liked her, but no one really did. She was pure evil. And Elijah and Elijah's problem was that she wanted him dead. And she was like, I want to give you the smoke, bro. And he was like, nah, <laughs> I don't want the smoke. So Elijah flees. He runs for his life. And he comes under a tree. And musicians, if you can start making your way up. He comes under a tree. And he tells God, look, this is too hard. This is too difficult. Just put me out of my misery. I don't, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And he passes out. Thinking that the Lord was going to answer his request. God is in heaven. He's like, bro, whose man's is this? Like. Boy, you crazy. Put you out of your, your misery. So he's like, yo, Tommy, go down there and get Elijah some food and something to drink. You feel me? Like, you know, this man's tripping. I don't know what his problem was. And <laughs> the thing with Elijah is that he got so distracted 
he forgot that he served a problem solver. He forgot that when his back was against the wall and there seemed to be no way, he forgot the God that he served. God, the God that can and will make a way. And then we open up in, the, in my text tonight. In 1 Kings 19 and 9. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? God asked Elijah, Why are you here? Do you not see that I am all powerful? Did you not see that I just made a way from you in the previous chapter? God answered by fire. And the Lord tells Elijah to go up unto the mount. And behold, the Lord passes by, and a great strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces and the rocks before the Lord. And the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire. These powerful displays of nature's capacity to render us seemingly helpless are a reminder that storms will come and fires will rage and your world may seem that it's coming upside down, but God is there in a still, small voice. And I don't know who I am talking to tonight. But I know there are some people, some young kids in this house that when you go home, you face torment, that you face demons and you face the struggle. That it's not always rainbows and sunshine when you go home. That you feel neglected, that you feel like nobody cares, that you feel that God and everyone has forgotten about you. And you battle with thoughts of suicide and you battle depression. But can I tell you that God is still there. God has not forgotten about you. God is there just waiting for you to put away the distractions. God is there waiting for you to listen to his voice. We can all stand tonight. just want to tell a young person that when your back is against the wall and there seems to be no way that you can search to God this world has been nothing but evil and cruel and they're trying to block out the voice of God they're trying their hardest to make you suffer Everyone here has their struggles. Everyone here goes through storms. But it is up to us. It is up to us to put our God first. Young people, I just want to tell you that God loves you so much. He loves you so much that he came and died on a cross for you. He loves you so much that he, he's always there listening 
He's always there to pick you up. He's been there every single night that you've cried yourself to sleep. He's been there to hold every tear in his hands. Don't listen to the voice of this world that says that there is no God. There is a God, and he is alive. He is well. He is well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. And as they sing tonight, would just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands, lift up your hearts. I'm telling you, he hasn't forgotten about two young people. He's been there the whole time. He's been there for every, through every pain, through every struggle. Through every sleepless night, he's been there the whole entire time. He loves you, young people. He loves you. You just have to listen to his voice. Just listen to his Take voice. Me to that place, Lord, to that secret place where I can be with you. You can make me like you. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Take Come on, somebody all across this house. Come on, you might have felt like you were alone. You might have felt like you were by yourself. But the Bible says that God says that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Come on, God has always been there for you, somebody. Come on, you just got to realize he's there for you. Come on, somebody lift your hands. Come on, somebody help us in this house. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You might feel like you're by yourself. You might feel like you're alone. You might feel like you have nobody to turn to. But let me tell you, God has always been there. God has the answers that you need. And that's where I You can just wrap say that, Lord, wrap me in your arms. arms. 
If you have nothing else to say, you can just say, God, wrap me in your arms. 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 Come on, somebody, for just a few more moments. Come on, somebody, for just a few more moments. Come on, someone, just a few more moments. 